This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Pupu Sharda arrested for offending Gurmeet Singh Ram Rahim ji insaan. Kiku. Kiku. Kiku, sorry. My bad. Has odd even made a different difference it ends today the sabri mala debate jalikattu uh, is being celebrated is ona is being celebrated without jalikattu jakarta attacks mazur azhar pakistan sorry pongal pongal what did i say onam onam i'm so sorry today is uh, i'm just so excited today because it's our 50th episode of hafta so i i'm just like i just can't get over ourselves because we have two you can never get over yourself hello <laughs> <laughs> we have as as uh, ronnie screwwala wrote or said somewhere huh. that humility is the most overrated quality ever okay i don't think so i i i completely disagree with him i do too and uh, that was badhu making a snide uh, tana at me uh, and i think snide is pretty open <laughs> what snide it's a direct insult tana ta- it's a direct tana it's a direct tana for those of you who want to get uh, familiar with how to make the perfect tana we have two on our 50th episode subscribers joining us because for us when the public pays the public is served and the public finds its way onto hafta we don't have any uh, guest journalist but we do have a guest who is a journalist because she's also a subscriber hi hi i'm garima garima is one how of the subscribers how great is that to have yeah. a subscriber on with us who's a journalist which means she really understands good media which is why we have a journalist as a subscriber garima you know thank you <laughs> and our other subscribers on the phone from bangalore hello i am amol yeah amol is from bangalore and amol does what for a living our viewers want us our listeners want to know so yeah i am a software professional and i was i was associated with flipkart for 2 years currently i am figuring out what to do next yeah wow okay so you see not only do we have a journalist who understands good journalism and a subscriber who's joined us but also a techie who understands good technology who joins us so dude we're yep. sorted madhu let's just pack up and go home <laughs> and we also have madhu hi madhu hello manisha hello arunab <coughs> hi uh, and this uh, episode is produced by karthik hi karthik uh, anand cannot join us today uh, he'll be home um, he will hopefully join us soon um he has some stuff to deal with at home um okay so i'll just start off with plugging when the public pays the public is served and when corporations pay corporations are served this is our 50th episode and we had asked our subscribers to write into us in 60 words on why independent media is important and we chose two of them uh, to call call in the hafta we'd love love to have called all of you but i'm so sorry there's just not enough place in our office So if you keep subscribing, we'll get a bigger office, and more of you can join us on the hafta on a regular basis. On that note, what do you want to start with? Let's get our guest Abul from Bangalore. What in the news made you go, oh wow, oh crap, this week? So I was following this Kiku Sharda thing, and all this what has happened was pretty disappointing. Uh, so let's start with it. Okay. Uh, Why were you disappointed? So I think it was whatever was done was it good humor and was not uh, for affecting anyone's sentiment. So. the the people who took it seriously thinking that is hurting their sentiments i think was wrong i think that there is nothing wrong with that but i don't think it was hurting any religious sentiment as such and what was disappointing to me was the lack of support from uh his fraternity from, from his fraternity from the actors the one support that i did see was uh, ranbir not ranbir rishi kapoor mm. who said that uh, he's somebody should give him the part and he'll act it right of the same yeah, yeah. guru so i don't know actually he'd make a pretty good gurmeet ram rahim singh ji yeah, you know because yeah, he's yeah. fat he's like he's very fair 
Rishi Kapoor. Yeah, but I don't think he has hair on his arm, uh, like biceps and triceps. That's all like, manageable. But the point was that I think that at least one person spoke up. My my only um, what I was confused about was that it was the Haryana police who invest who arrested him. Yes, yeah. even though he was in Mumbai, how did so, that how did that happen? So yes, basically, and what right do they have to arrest somebody on what basis? On that, we'll go to a finer points correspondent. <laughs> Aruna, tell us. So what happened was uh, the uh, the fire was filed in a place called Khetal, which is a district in Haryana, which one of the worst. Uh, sex issues in the country. So somebody there uh, took a fence and filed an uh, FIR. And uh, the, so the Haryana, the Haryana police sent a team to Bombay where, the, where they collaborated with the Bombay police, the RA police station. And uh, I spoke to the guy who, uh, the, the, the Bombay cop was handling it. So he, he said, it made it pretty clear that uh, only the Haryana police was responsible for the investigations. They just helped him, uh, uh, they just helped the Haryana police team catch hold of him. So that's how it happened. So that's that's pretty routine procedure. But on I basis of what? 295A, hurting religious sentiments. 295A, that's an example. But I think the wheels of justice, when the police is in concerned, move faster, or at least the attempts at justice, when you have a good lubricant, and, you know, because of a team going across like five states to get someone, uh, I know for a fact in my days as a reporter, many times you meet people who are wanted, but the police is not going to come halfway across the country to arrest them because for whatever reason. I mean, I'm just amazed that without any notice this guy was picked up. Maybe but one of the cops was a follower. In fact, Arnab and I were discussing this. This is the same village where the infamous Manoj and Babli honor killings had taken place. Where same the police district. had done nothing. They just looked away. But what do you think of the coverage on this, uh, Garima? Why don't you tell us? So being a journalist, did you, did you see any debates on the freedom of speech? So Everyone had one. So, no, I don't watch a lot of TV debates. But I, I don't think that anybody but his followers would agree with the arrest. I, I think that for most people and for most, for of the, at least of the coverage that I saw, I don't think there was anybody who thought that, oh, who saw any merits to, to this arrest and that's why he was released af after an overnight uh, stay, right. overnight custo custody. So um, I really don't think this was as much of a, as much of a, of a real debate other than, I, I, I don't think anybody but this guy's followers. Oh, yeah, I think not had any merits. Yeah, on this particular one, but on the larger freedom of speech. What do you think, Amol? Did you did you see any of the freedom of speech debates on this on any of the channels? Uh, sorry, I didn't get. Did you see any of the freedom of speech debates on any of the channels following no, this? No, no, no. I, I haven't seen any of this. Yeah. So let me. You guys. But don't is know it religion? Yeah, so I, I have to mention one thing here. So I was uh, reading some articles on this case and. Some of the article was uh, pointed that the show, so this, is a, this was the wrong fact actually, some of the article pointed that the show was comedy night pick, uh, with Kapil, but actually the show, that this happened on some other show on a the Z. TV. Correct, it was yeah. a ZTV show, you're right. And yeah, one so of the complaints Kiku had was that nobody stood by him, not the channel, not the production yeah. house, not the script yeah. writer. No one stood. All he said this. He no, said, I was given a script, I was given the outfit, I followed instructions, I'm an actor, so... How come nobody stood up for him while he got arrested and everything? And also, I have a question that, you know, if the law says religious sentiments, is this religion? It's a cult. Yeah, and they describe themselves as a social spiritual organization. So then, it's not, I mean, if but they also say we're an amalgamation of all religions. The so they're like, they're like, See, then it's not one religion. religion. <laughs> no, but Papaji is Papaji. And he represents all religions. He's all religions rolled into one. He yeah. He's all so the <laughs> colors in the universe rolled into one 
shoe of his. And he can fly. And just one banyan of his has more hues than Hugh Hefner. Why would you bring Hugh this PJ guy? And uh, I'd just like to plug our other podcast while we are <coughs> uh, getting on to the Hafta. Global Summits, where are we going? This is in collaboration with Biraj Swain. In the podcast series, we cut through the jargon and break down development summits for you with expert commentators from around the world. In the next episode, which is our 10th episode, is on data revolution for sustainable development for sustainable development in the era of censorship. It will be available on, web, on the website today, so tune in. So Should we um, move to the, or even uh, whether it's made a difference? Yeah, just one thing I just want to quickly say that on the freedom of speech debate, I watched the one that Rajdeep had, I watched the one that Arnab had, I watched the one that uh, was on NDTV, I forget who was anchoring that. Um, and I was just so disappointed with the quality of freedom of speech debates. The freedom of speech debate should be debating the fundamentals of why freedom of speech is important, why it's held in such at such a high liberal value. And all that you see is Gurmeet is Esa and you people are this and you didn't. The whole concept of why it's important was not discussed at any of them and I was particularly disappointed by the one with Rajdeep because any journalist who says even I think there should be some limits to freedom of speech, I'm immediately put off by. And I'm sure he says that because he gets abused a lot on Twitter which is sad. I mean, dude, if that's your view of freedom of speech... No, if there's a limit uh, on freedom of speech, the question arises, who sets the exactly. limits? When and how? I mean, it's just, uh, for example, that... I don't know if you want to get into this, because mm. it's a bit dated, that censorship with the 50% uh, of kisses being... The duration of yeah, the, the kisses, kiss. uh -huh. inspector being uh, cut down 50 seconds, uh, 50, by 50%. Mm. The duration is cut down. Now, I'm really curious in how these guys are watching. And at a certain point, halfway through at 50%, they say, Is this zyada kharab mm. <laughs> What <laughs> happened to that man at the 50% 50, 50 point? That's my question. <laughs> that after this, it's too much. If it's too much for him, then stop watching it. Close your eyes. Why shouldn't the rest of the world enjoy what they want to do? Who's he to decide? True. Um, I have a question. Do you think that because such occurrences when it comes to, I guess, people being arrested for their thoughts or being abused for their thoughts have become so common that when something like this happens and the guys, I mean, at the end of the day, he was he was in jail for one day. I mean, when something like this happens, the people, it's there's this, this bit of ennui that has set in that people don't really care as much to outrage um, to the extent that you would want to. And maybe that's why there was less support because people maybe didn't care as much. I think there are two points here. One is that people get into outrage and, and, um, and protest when it affects them personally. So a lot of people who are not in the creative field or not in the writing field or ex freedom of expression field don't care. Secondly, I think there's also uh, an element of bhirchal and trend. If everybody's out there in India Gate, then you feel you've got to go, even if it may not mean anything to you. So I think these two elements play a role. Um, Manisha? I think there was enough outrage, but what I do think is that in this case, everybody sided with Kiku because this was Gurmeet, Ram Rahim, and everybody thinks he's a joke. So people supported him, but I'm more, I'd be curious to see if the same thing was invoked for a religion like Hinduism or Islam, and then how would people react? I'm sure half the people who are supporting Kiku on this would say that, no, it's fine. You know, you can't uh, hurt sentiments. Uh, there was a smaller... That, 
there was a smaller news on a Forbes cover which had Jeff Bezos yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Vishnu. Vishnu. as Vishnu and that was apparently... I thought that was very distasteful. I don't think, I mean I wasn't offended by it but I just thought it was very... But no one was arrested. Yeah, no one yeah. was arrested. Because uh, although I uh, think that people, I agree with you, depending on who was offended, you know, that religion or the nuts from that side of the political spectrum would outrage and the rest would say, why didn't you say anything when MF Hussain was arrested? Yeah. Then the other side would say, <laughs> why didn't you say anything when the VHP attacked the Badoda student who had painted someone? MF Hussain was never then, arrested. Or whatever, when he was exiled. Then someone else will say, why didn't you say anything when someone said this prophet? Then there's someone, why? so the why didn't you say anything, I, I think idiots, first of all. Secondly, I think the concept of freedom of speech is not understood its importance culturally for us because we are part of a social fabric where teri aukat kya hai teri haisiyat kya hai iske muh mat lago these are phrases that roll off our tongue they are part of our you know lexicon which there is no equivalent in you know a language that doesn't have the kind of hierarchies so here it is understood ki bhai teri garima yahi tak hai see garima i used your name in a debate which is like quite cool <laughs> Uh, now, I, I just have to do that with Amol. I just have to put this on my resume now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just think that's it. So, Amol, what do you think? Why do you think it's not a big deal? Freedom of speech as a concept for us. I, yeah, I think uh, it varies when, so, it, people change to, tend to change sides when, it, when the person affected is different. So, I think it's about the mentality and people have to see it as, a, as irrespective of the religion and this is, I think, something has to be done about it, yeah. Okay, uh, before we come to odd even, uh, the Jallikattu is a more pressing, um, this thing. Uh, why don't we start from Bangalore, you're closest to where the action is. Uh, what is your view on the Jallikattu coverage? Overcovered, undercovered, um, and do you think it's okay to ban it, uh, Amol? I, I have, so I have been following articles, haven't watched the television around its coverage, mm. but among the articles and the social feed I am seeing, I think it has the fair coverage. Mm. And banning and non-banning, I, I don't have a side because I don't know much of the details, but I had read a comparison comparing with, the, again, the, uh, the Bulls uh, festival again, which is in Spain, and in that comparison, it was shown that this one has a lot less harm, which is practiced here. So if that has to be believed, then... Uh, I think it's fine if people are liking it, have the rituals. Madhu? You know, my natural instinct is about something like this is why torture animals, any animal. So, but somehow in our culture, although the Supreme Court quoted the Upanishads where every animal should be exalted and kept with care, mm. animal, not just cow, it, they quoted the Upanishads. Somehow it's not in our culture, it's, uh, it's not by... Uh, mistake that when I took my kids when they were little to the Delhi Zoo and uh, you know gorillas copy uh, hmm, human yes. behavior so uh, what the gorilla was doing was throwing stones at the public hmm. which gave us told me when I just we had just moved back from America like what kind of a society are we in that the gorilla has learned to throw stones to people who are watching Whereas other places they throw their feces <laughs> No, sorry, okay, that wasn't the point you're making, I missed it. <laughs> and, <laughs> she's in a mood. And um, that's one thing. And then one of the earliest songs that kids are taught is Lakri Ki Kaati. Ghore Ki Dumme Hamara Hathoda. And every yeah. time my kids or my grandchildren are singing it, it's like, what are they teaching them? But 
the hathoda on the dome wouldn't really hurt because I don't think there are any sensors. There's there's no. Uh, are there any feeling like nerve endings at the tail? I not like it's like the hair. So if someone like hathodas on, the, it's like you know getting sorry. But I I do think life is amol. Oh God. Hi amol. I use your name also. Which means it's priceless. Oh wow! Great. <laughs> Thank you. I'm on a roll. Hey, But actually, why would coming back to Lakhri ki kanti? What do they mean? I have never thought about that. Hathodas? Why are they doing? Exactly. So, so they run See, faster. You know, horse so riders much... don't use hathodas, yeah. Yeah, but there's so much like, that we can be do. Like, it was Jugal Hansraj and Nirmala Matondkar as kids. Like they weren't asking. <laughs> But no, I never realized this. You know, But right? you know, like, le- <laughs> our kids are learning things without anyone questioning it, just by habit. And I'm listening to it. I said, "Ask my kids." I said, "Why are they learning it's this?" It's a cruel song. Oh my God, you've ruined the song for me now. Because it says "dora dora dum da baaki." Too old for it anyway. So now. it's not even to like. It's to make the horse get scared. Yeah. Because with dum da baaki baaki. I think Peter should uh, protest outside Gulzar's house. Damn <coughs> it. Um, Arunab, I don't have a. But I read this piece in the Express. I'm today. actually all right. I'm, I'm against banning stuff. So I think if people, group of people want to do it, <coughs> I think it's okay. I mean. Okay. Hmm. There's a piece in the Express today which is uh, why the cultural argument for Jali Kattu needs a hearing, and I think it makes some fair points. Yeah, I read that. To not just run yeah. down cultural traditions, and you have to show it's cruel, and you have to, but that argument has to take in context cultural. Yeah, but uh, you know, Manisha also cultural. We can't look down. I know, you but know, here Bauri burning is also cultural tradition, and it must change. But There's he's talking about the fact that in agrarian economy, these festivals would lend yeah. these guys certain status. So it's up for so debate. Yeah, but I would like the yes, yeah, sorry, uh, Tukaran. I would like the representation of uh, Ven- Venki, Venkatesha Selvaraj. Could you please come uh, for those of our viewers? Uh, Venki, news laundry is the ultimate cliche because our Technical uh, in charge is Venki from Tamil Nadu. <laughs> like you know, how 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 much how, how much cliche could it get? Venki, since you are from Tamil Nadu, yeah. Uh, what is your view on Jali Kattu? I mean, I'm I'm totally in favour of Jali Kattu. Um, is it is it true in in your hometown they call you Das Bull Mara because you had brought down ten bulls on Jali Kattu many years ago? No, he yeah. went once and got scared and came back. I mean, I don't understand the point of like banning the whole sport. Like, uh, like if you see the case, the the case is basically uh, the ban is based based on uh, you know uh, the cruelty caused on the animal by the owner. Why would a owner do that? Like, have you? Did you see? Like, anyone do that? Like, okay, like smart people like you and me, you know. <laughs> smart people like you and me. I would yeah. like to. Really? Smart as Venki. Yeah. In the court, they showed images of the. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like few people. Of chilies being put in there. You're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like few people who tried. Like you know, break the rules. Being forced to drink alcohol. So they showed images of that. I think these are isolated cases. What you're saying. Yeah, that's what. Have you ever yeah. witnessed Jali Kattu, and what is it like when? I mean, how does it matter? Like, I can sit in America and talk about uh, Jali Kattu. Like, if I get hundred likes, I can be the part of you know the animal rights activist. <laughs> That's a tricky answer. <laughs> but but you were telling me that you've seen it, and these are yeah, okay. you know poor owners of why would they? Yeah, go ahead, tell us. I I've seen once, like when I was in like six six standard or something. So, uh, but. You you cannot ban the whole sport. Like there are few people. I agree there are few people misusing it, but uh, they welcome certain committee to be in you know place. Mm. And uh, when before the ban, it was held successfully, right. and there's like no uh, no mishap. Mm. So instead of completely com- completely banning the uh, mm. this one, 
we can uh, you know i agree i think it's a lot like not ban it but make sure there's no cruelty yeah, yeah. it's like and, and punish the guys they don't say that you yeah. can't use animals in films anymore it's just that if you don't treat the animal properly then you're fine Yeah. But you don't say now you cannot have like for example what is maine pyar kiya without you know the kabutar and that little yeah, pomeranian exactly. dog Yeah exactly I'm bored of watching Salman fake Salman Khan stunts you know Yeah you you want to see the pomeranian exactly. and you want to see the kabutar dog what's the what's the real stunt Yeah what is this Conversation turning back yo Yeah exactly Did you have a drink in the morning Wengi I mean you need guts to do that You need guts We Yeah we the Tams understand the rest of these nobodies na They just don't understand We move on to Masood Azhar's attack Uh, arrest okay uh, arrest or not or what happened yeah we don't know someone tell us i expert on everything um, arunab what did you make of this so hindustan times reported uh, yesterday <coughs> that uh, an arrest has been made but the indian express uh, uh, had a report uh, quoting uh, uh, quoting the organization saying that no arrests have been made so i don't know it's a curious case but uh, and uh, hindustan times hasn't had the best track record in recent times in terms of reporting uh, because hindustan was the first newspaper to report that the uh, operation was successful and uh, uh, not the operation was successful but then this was a very badly planned attack which it later turned out it wasn't a badly planned attack mm. uh, so express uh, i mean i i'd like to trust uh, then express more i suppose you know what do they say they is say they arrest or no amul they say no yep no arrest what is your take on this coverage of the uh, so yeah I, it has i think getting a good coverage i think uh, so it has been in the headline for now for so long after the patan court and it has been like pulling the leg of the pm and all the ministers why are what is happening with the pakistan and i have been not into a lot of details but i think coverage is fair and if the rest is is actually happening and pakistan is acting then it's pretty good work is happening sorry before we move on i just want to know uh, Would you like to tell our listeners, Amol, why is independent media important? Tell us yes. in five six lines. Yes, sure, sure. I'll go ahead. So we see a lot of problems with the paid media, like newspapers. We saw a front page ad, which we expect news to be there, and we see ads there. Then for me, the moment was where I was at my home, a native watching television, and I switched on the news channel and. this uh, hn reliance foundation hospital coverage was coming and i was i had a habit of switching channels and see what's happening and then on this channel it was like for 2 hours just this thing was going on and this is this was a uh, example for all of us like if some giant takes over a news channel then this is what to expect they will use it for as their own resources they will not use it as an element to serve the public absolutely and also i saw the first post yesterday which was this article on how every reliance employee now is yeah. can take time off to study in ivy league and they will be paid their salary and they were talking about how lovely mukesh ambani is dude first post was such a great properly when it started it's just become such rubbish now it's sad garima why do you think independent media is important so um i my views on sort of independent media um have changed over well it's my views have actually been formed based on publications um portals like like news laundry and mm-hmm. some of the other um portals that have come that portals that have come up and it i used to work and i still work for a number of trade publications and it's very it's very easy to forget for a journalist who it is that you're writing for mm-hmm. and especially in uh, amongst in the subjects that i write about um it, a lot of at least financial journalists and this i see a lot in the financial press that financial journalists seem to forget that financial regulation and policy 
the ultimate stakeholders are the investing public. Hmm. And it's very easy to forget that because the people that you're usually talking to are the banks, are the brokers, are the big sort of institutions. So for me personally, independent media was important to make me understand that it is the media's job to really lobby for the people who have no voice when it comes to policy and regulation with regards to the economy with regards to finance with either the government or the regulators. Hmm. It's very, very well and very articulate. Yeah, it's wonderful. Last night I saw this film, The Big Short. Hmm. How is it? Um, really well done. Amazing editing, filmmaking devices not used I've before. I don't see it. Really great. Um, uh, how cleverly the, the film is structured is, hmm. is amazing. There's one scene which is relevant to what Garima just said, that these two young guys have discovered the fraud that the banks were involved in, hmm. in these mortgage uh, realty, which is called CODs. It's complicated, hmm. but they've discovered the fraud. One of the guy's brother works for the Wall Street Journal. And he says, this is the biggest story of the decade. Let's take it to him. We have to expose how they're screwing the Indian, the American public, hmm. and they're screwing uh, how all the poor people are going to lose money and lose their homes. So we've got to take it. So he goes with his friend to his brother and says, here's this biggest story of your life, take it. The guy says, I won't do it. I've spent a life, my whole career, making contacts with Wall Street brokers, with banks, with all mm. these people. And I'm not going to throw that away for one story. And the guy says, but I, I thought you were a real guy. I thought you, you believed in, in journalism. That's what you got into this for. He says, well, I have a... Um, a wife at home who's, who's sitting for her master's, who's writing a master's thesis, and a three-year-old, I'm not going to jeopardize that for one story. It's, you know, pre-2008 when Lehman happened, I think it was August or September 2008. Am I right, Garima? Yes, September yeah. 2008. September 2008. Mm -hmm. I remember before that, immediately after that, John Stewart roasted the financial, uh, you know, market, uh, the uh, channels that cover financial uh, markets and the economy and the kind of shit that they were saying, and anyone who went against the narrative was shouted out of their studios. Mm. And the Indian, you know, CNBC at that time was top of their game. And you know, each time the market from when it touched 18,000, they used to have these ribbons going off and balloons, yeah, 18,000, yeah, 20,000, yeah, 21,000. Without kind of analyzing, it was just this, you know, watch us, we will talk this market up, so you'll watch more of us. And it was, they were catering to brokers, that's all that they were doing. In fact, NDTV Profit, mm. when they changed their whole um, structure of NDTV Profit and NDTV Prime, they did it in partnership with NSC. With so, NSC, correct. Yeah, so, There's a direct conflict of interest yeah, right there. Yeah. And, and they advertise it, so. <laughs> yeah, kind of sad. Uh, yeah, so um, that is why, now coming back to the Pakistan, uh, yesterday News X said finally the truth unveiled because some uh, politician in Pakistan said that he has been arrested. What's his name? Motumal. Masood Azhar, uh, they said some Pakistani journalist has, uh, minister has said that he has in fact been called in for questioning. But tomorrow another will say he hasn't, so no one knows what's But happened. Dawn has reported that the law minister said he's in protective Dawn, prison. Dawn too. <laughs> Dawn, Pakistan oh, newspaper. Uh, he's in protective custody, so I'm guessing yes. that's what See, it no is. one knows what happened. The, the, the very tenor of the HT report, if you read the HT report, it's clearly a plan <coughs> from Doval. And the Express report is much more careful. And if you read the reports, you got to know, because they, they're quoting conversations from what <coughs> the two, the two general, uh, uh, Doval spoke with uh, the other, his Pakistani counterpart. 
and <clears throat> I don't and there's a doesn't say source said or anything. It, I mean a very authoritative. So how do they know that that is the conversation between Dovol and his? I mean obviously it's source told him, but um, Dovol must have told whatever so the reporter is. So now we've learned the biggest thing journalists have learned today is how to identify plants. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> Madhu, mm. you taught me how to identify a plant. <laughs> mm. Says the one with the green. Shoots and auxiliary bulbs. Oh my God! I knew that joke was coming. Anna, <laughs> I'm in a PJ mood today. Yeah, really. Okay, let's move on to the next. I think it's the leftover of that interview. Which, so that interview, which is going to be on today. Yeah, it's okay. really. I saw some glimpses of it. It really is. Okay, I'm referring to my interview with the lady who filed the PIL that all okay. Sardar jokes should be banned. This Sabri Mala debate on whether women should yeah, be banned. Yeah, that's really interesting. Is one. anyone for women being banned there? Uh, from Paul, I, I, I think women no. should be thrilled that they aren't allowed to enter temples. What a bloody waste of time! Amol, you have an opinion on that? I am against all kind of bans. <laughs> against all bans. Your Maya can't guy, Amol. Garima. Um, so I am not really sure what the. Um, so I I read um, there was a, a column by I, I believe it was Rahul Ishwar who is mm -hmm. representing the Sabrimala yeah. people, and um, he says that well. Um, there is some underlying consecration which favors men, and we have a separate temple which has a consecration which favors women. And then, and also, I'm aware that there are other temples in the south that also, and all of that, that, that don't allow women. Yes, there so are Hanuman temples also that don't allow women. There are temples as well. Yeah, um, in the north. So, why is the Sabri Mala temple special? Does it have uh, a very large female policy? Uh, the sorry, following. following? This Rahul issue reminds me of this guy, like in, in the United States, when the most uh, repressive, conservative, reactionary policies, Christian policies are being put across, and you put like an Elvis character who comes out or, you know, and is very cool and very hip, but says the most regressive stuff. This guy reminds exactly me of that. Exactly what I was going to say. He looks very cool. He comes, you know, all, you know, teeped up with this funky hairstyle and, and funky clothes and everything. And what he says, if you actually listen to it, it could be somebody who's completely regressive and not could be, is completely regressive. And the manner in which he does it is like, I'm so cool, but I'm saying this. I'm sorry, you're not and cool. And he pretends to be liberal. Matlab, gift yeah. wrap, gober gift wrap, exactly. Ah. He's gift wrapping. He's gift wrapping the worst ideas, regressive ideas, which should take us back to... It won't take us back, actually, because in those days, nobody had these kind of, in 12th century, 10th century, women were free. So this fellow should wake up. But isn't there, uh, uh, I don't know if you would know, in Assam at the Kamakya temple, there's a restriction to women. No, at all. There isn't? No. At any point of the year? No, at all. No, not at all. No, not okay, at all. There isn't. Not okay, fine. My my favorite part of the article is that when he talks about the people who are actually protesting it, they all, he always calls them left-leaning feminists. Yeah, left-leaning feminists. It's always the... It's, it's a blow of the, the article too. Left-leaning feminists. So a woman wants to go to a temple, she becomes a left-leaning feminist. feminist. Not necessarily. Venki, are you in favor of women being allowed in the Sabarmati, uh, Sab, Sabri Mala temple? Are you against women being allowed? No, no. Oh, then you're no use. <laughs> I thought he was going to be okay. in. Sabrimala, it's basically because it's a um, Lord Ayappa's temple who spent his last, or he was celibate throughout his life, which is why they don't want women to come in. That, Only that's menstruating why women can't come in, by the way. Ah, so 16 to 50, basically. 10 to 50. The yeah. small 10 minority 10 of oh, 10 sorry. to 50. You have to be a kanya. Yeah. You have to be a, yeah, exactly. Kanya or a... 
Right. You know, but actually, is... they're doing them a favor because the kind of money these temples make of poor people, mm. where especially Tirupati, where people are throwing their rings and jewelry and hair that's sent to Japan to make wig, wigs, and they're making massive. Now, recently, one guy cut off his finger. Ah, and Sonia Ji. And for Sonia Ji, uh, I think that it's fine. Women, if if they are saved the trouble of donating to these people who get rich on them, it's fine. But nobody should be banned. That's wrong. Yeah, I think this is a very serious issue, and I think the court, Supreme Court, I hope will intervene. And I think all temples—you can't not allow women or non-caste Hindus, or you can't have these. Issues. And masjid. One sec. So should so and should uh, so is it okay to uh, non-caste Hindus? मतलब I don't understand. Uh, like for example, Puri would not allow. Would only allow. They call it non-caste Hindus. It's only Hindus are allowed. But not uh, only forward caste Hindus. Not no, no. Yeah. Where? Puri, Puri has. Jagannath. Yeah. No, no. I've been to Jagannath Puri several times. Of course, there's so much no, of Puri, shit there. No, Puri. Puri says that the only time, in fact, in fact, it's quite a contentious issue because Jagannath himself is a tribal god, yet only caste Hindus are allowed. Caste Hindus, they say caste Hindus, I'm, but they. I've gone there twice. One for the Rath, you know, the Rath Yatra. That is the only time the... where the tribals come and can actually carry. Yeah, but so, I, I, they are the. Dirtiest places that I've seen in my life. One is the Jagannath Temple, mm. and the other is the bathroom during the Kumbh Mela in Allahabad. Jagannath, and they said you cannot wear shoes even outside the temple around. Yahan jana hai. I was like, dude, there's dog shit, there's cow shit, there is probably human shit. How can anyone walk through all this? Then after that, because I was doing a whole series on, then I went to Rameshwaram. When you enter there, you have to go all around. It's so it was just after even these dress up these elephants and they go all over. Now the elephant is crapping as he goes. There are all these five ten elephants. Now they said no. Go. So I'm supposed to wade through elephant shit. You're too precise. Had it had it not been for my you. my professional pride, ki bhai, main TV show banake launga, main hathi ki tatri, ghore ki tatri. He's too precise. So what? Kute ki tatri. So what? Bhai, it's a temple. If I want to go tatri, I would go to some bathroom here, no? I think most uh, temples with a lot of following are extremely dirty. Well, Regardless. even, even uh, I will say yeah. this Ajmer Sharif. That is filthy as hell. I mean, dude, you got to discard your socks after coming out of that one. Um, the only place that is amazingly clean and dude, kudos is Harmandar Saab. Harmandar Saab in Amritsar is bloody a pleasure. You go there, you have the kada prasad, your ghee. You can wipe on your beard. It's so clean. You listen to lovely music. You have the uh, wake up in the morning and you know, <laughs> it's just amazing. It's it's a it's a trip. I love Harmandar Saab. Um, sorry, um, what do you want to go next? Uh, Arunav, your view on the coverage of this, over-covered, under-covered? I think covered pretty well again by News Minute. Mm. Sabri Mala, right? Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I think it's it's obnoxious. I mean, why shouldn't women be allowed? And Rahul Eshwar has a <coughs> has audacity to say that it's a lie that women are not allowed. <coughs> Only women from 10 to 50 are allowed. I mean, I don't know who's allowed. Kids are allowed. <coughs> so, <coughs> so I think it's, it's unconstitutional not to let anyone <coughs> not enter a space. I mean, it's just not done. But this was a week, Madhu, where South issues dominated yeah. television debates. So I think 
great because otherwise they say it's only Delhi centric. Jallikattu was a south issue. This was south issue. And was this debated though, Sabri Mala? Yeah, yeah, it was debated. Yeah, yeah, it was debated. If the if the Supreme Court does intervene, I think, and if they intervene positively towards allowing women, I think this could set a pretty good precedent towards all. A great president. I've been hoping for that. There was yeah. a couple of years ago, there uh, a bunch of Muslim uh, women's organization uh, fought for access to the masjid and they won. Mm -hmm. So I think. Uh, across all religions, I think women should be allowed everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, because I don't think that any of any uh, exclusion is supported by the constitution. So it, it, it's just a matter of, I guess, I guess, bringing it up. Because the the women in this case are on solid legal and constitutional Yeah, but grounds. also, yeah. you know, the attitudes are very prevalent. I was in the Nizamuddin Darga once uh, for that Thursday, this thing. Kawali. Uh, Kawali. And went to that thing and there was a woman very well-dressed, wealthy-looking woman sitting outside, outside the where they're not allowed to go. And she was sitting with a little book and, and praying. And a young guy, really like a ruffian type, practically kicked her. He stamped his foot next to her and said, Raste mein kyun bati, hat idhar se. And, and this is an elegant old lady and she just picked herself up and moved away. And I thought to myself that if and compared to what had happened, some, something that had happened that morning, a friend of mine was walking in, uh, in uh, Hamayun's tomb and an old lady was taking flowers for her puja, plucking them off the tree. Mm -hmm. And he went up to her and he said, you're plucking the flowers off the tree. She said, puja ke liye. He said, but that means that nobody else who walks the park can enjoy the flowers. So why don't you just leave them so everyone else can... He got two tight slaps. Oh. Slapped across his face. So this is a Hindu woman who's not used to taking shit from anybody. That was the difference. So it's a cultural thing that this woman quietly moved to the side. Outside. She may not have been Punjabi, Madhu. Because Punjabi, Punjabi Hindi women would not dare open their mouth. Punjabi. जी हाँ जी. सर्दे थे थे. They're not open their mouth. Ajmer Sharif women are allowed inside, this Nizamuddin Darga and I think it's only recent that they've started to not allow women inside the, it's just this recent thing that they've started doing. But what Madhu said the Khadim is there. Because that's just ridiculous for a Sufi saint who, I mean it's everything against what he would have preached yeah. in his lifetime. But of course that what people preach Amol in their lifetime and what they uh, you know come to now is so different. For example the Khadims at Ajmer Sharif, they treat it like it's their you know, Jagir, which it is their Jagir, because 5,000 families live off all those offerings mm -hmm. of the Akbari Deg, the Jahangiri Deg. Even if you go to Temple of the Truth in Kandy, and uh, you know, we were walking back after going there, and one of these monks, you know, you think Buddhists are so sweet and God-fearing and Buddha-fearing and peaceful. He whacked me on the back, how, how dare you show your back to whatever the tooth. I said, dude, if the Buddha saw you, he'd like slap you back. Maybe not, but anyway. But that is totally <coughs> unendorsed by Buddhist teaching. Yeah, Nobody dude, does but they're, they're loony everywhere. Uh, Amol? Yep. Uh, are you religious? A uh, little bit, yeah. So I'm a Brahmin. Yeah, I do worship God. But which, not on a daily basis, but yeah, I believe in God. Which which place makes you feel one with the divine? Any Rishikesh. One place? Rishikesh, that's beautiful actually. By the side yeah, of the river. Rishikesh do you remember the beautiful. story we did? On news track when Ganesh was drinking milk. Hmm. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, I remember. Okay, yeah. there's a story where, and this was before Twitter. I remember this as a child, and I think it drank milk because I tried with my spoon of milk. Yeah. So what <laughs> happened was it's physics. We never tried physics. It happened. It was a Ganesh. Listen, listen, listen. So we, I go to the office, and 
the office is empty. I said, where's everybody? So Sona tells me, uh, the pr producer, she says, they've all gone to see the Ganesh drinking milk. I said, but there's a huge case in the Supreme Court. Why aren't they there? She says, the judges have gone to watch Ganesh drinking milk. <laughs> I said, take care, then I'm going to watch Ganesh drinking milk. So I go over there and I see this Ganesh drinking milk. All right, he's really drinking the milk. Then I get a rip two reporters on it. One reporter goes to a mochi. And you know that thing which the mochis do that... Anvil. Yeah, that uh, steel ah. thing. Hmm. So the reporter gave the mochi milk to give the anvil and it drank the milk. Hmm. Okay, because it's a oh, chemical okay. reaction. So then I sent a team off to a mandir, Hanuman mandir in fact, where they were feeding Ganesh, not Hanuman mandir, one of the mandirs around there and they were feeding Ganesh milk. Pichhe gaya wo reporter, fantastic story. Pichhe gaya wahan chote street kids had collected Wo se se. Hmm. So they were collecting it. They were collecting it, it and this guy was so cute. The three, four little kids, like six, seven years old. He says, yeah. I, the reporter says, kya kar rahe ho He says, se doodh pakar ke, wapis pandit ko bech rahe, logon ko bech rahe, wo pandit ko dhe rahe, wo chutiya bana rahe, unko, hum chutiya bana rahe, unko. You said that. And this was all run without anyone cutting a word out. How nice. Which independent media can do. Okay, uh, let's just wind up with the anything that people want to share that was great. The Neeraj Pandey, he was not the Bollywood screenwriter, just the name is the same. But Neeraj Pandey, he was hustled out of a theatre for not standing for the national anthem. It's a very funny story. Hmm. Okay, so this guy, the national anthem plays and he refuses to stand up. Because those are his beliefs, he doesn't want to stand up, fine. So there's a woman behind who starts shouting at him, stand up, stand up, stand up. Hmm. So then... Uh, Every, there's a whole group of people who are saying, if he's not going to stand up, kick him out. Then another group comes and says, starts arguing, that if he doesn't want to stand up, he has a right to not stand up, and who are you to throw him out? Mm -hmm. So Neeraj Pandey is standing in the middle, where one group telling him, get out, the other group is saying, you're not going to move. Mm -hmm. So Neeraj Pandey says, well then tell me what I'm supposed to do, you guys make up your mind. So it was news hour. So these guys are shouting at each other, well, this guy saying... And someone's recorded this whole thing? No, no, no. It's just reported. And so, if, what magical TV if somebody report, mm. recorded it. So, there's these two groups... And I think that's wonderful. That's India. Yeah. It's Who's okay. He Let wasn't them. the producer. No. It that's how everyone reported it. No, everyone no, no, reported it. The name is the same. Hmm. Just like when we say that, you know... Let and me then, then he came back... Then he left the movie hall on advice from the management. And then he came back later to see it again. And for the national anthem... He stayed out of the hall until it was over and then he walked in, which I think is a sensible thing to do. If you yeah. don't want to stand up, then don't be Go there. late, yeah. Good point. Um, okay, uh, before we wind up, uh, Amol, you want to uh, share anything that you really yeah, loved have, or you really hated? Yeah. So, first is a speech uh, by Ravish Kumar on... Uh, so, it's a, a bit old, like uh, last week of December, but it's related to a media, so I just making a mention of it. So right. it's uh, about uh, what is wrong with the current media and uh, why the people are watching if they are not liking the, the, the current form of the media. So it's uh, pretty good by Ramesh Kumar on the launching ceremony of National Dasak. So it's a video, you can search for it on YouTube. And second is an article I was reading in the morning. It's an analysis of uh, Delhi's odd even scheme by Rajesh Kalra of One Times of India. Hmm. So it's give a, a comprehensive view of what worked, what not worked, and a very good list of suggestions to uh, to be followed. So In the Express, did you say? No, Times of India. Times of India, okay. Times of India. Nice. Okay, yeah. cool. We uh, recommend that to our viewers. Garima, what would you like to share that you thought was really outstanding or really terrible? 
Um, so this is not a specific article, but it's, this is a piece of news that I thought was really interesting. It, uh, it was a memo that Raghuram Rajan sent to um, all the employees in the RBI, and he also shared this with Thomson Reuters, um, who um, covered it. But um, in this memo, he basically um, criticizes the work culture of the RBI, and he basically says that the RBI is too slow, too bureaucratic, and it's not focused enough on the consumer. So was it leaked? I don't think, based on the language of the article, it didn't seem it was leaked. It was something I think that was shared, which again, I think it's great because he yeah. shared that memo with the public. Fantastic. Um, but it was it was a very good, uh, it, ha it had some really interesting lines. I, I think one of the lines was, uh, complacency is a show passed down to mediocrity or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, this is, for me, was significant because of two things. A, because the RBI, you know, as the grand old regulator, you know, it's, it's quite staid and nobody in the RBI ever criticizes or nobody even outside the RBI ever criticizes the RBI in terms of, and what he said was not groundbreaking per se, it was quite, everybody knew it, but for him to articulate it and to share it with his employees was, was pretty good. And B, a lot of the points that he made can apply to all the regulators and government offices in India, and I think, that, I think that's, why the, that, that, that's why there was a lot of merit for him to share it with the press and have it you know, circulate to the public as, as a whole. You know, I think one of the frustrations that I've seen across the board in many organizations is when a dynamic leader comes in um, or starts a project or whatever, there's a lot of passion from the leader. He creates three, four, ten people around him who share the passion. But when you, when you have like um, a thousand people working for you, uh, that passion does not trickle down. trickle down. I've seen it in the South in some organizations where to the lowest paid employee, there is a kind of uh, dedication to a patient. I've seen that where they treat, involvement. they treat every patient like their father or mother. Um, to, in, to create that, to create that in, in North India, I think is extremely difficult because I think there is a, I mean, this might be ethnicity or, or whatever. We ain't politically correct, that's okay. Yeah, but that I think uh, South, in the South, people tend to be more obedient of their parents, of their um, uh, employers. There is an obedience culture. In North India, the minute you're given a rule, your first thing you're going to think of is how to break it, how to go around it. So the culture of obedience is not there and also the culture of serving the joy of serving someone and doing something good and feeling good about it that you're being paid for it but let's do it well that is missing so i think what um, garima is saying about that i think i think what i'm seeing is that how does a guy who is young who, well relatively young comes in with a dynamic vision of the reserve bank of india or in any government organization or any other organization you come with a passion to change things to do things and then you have these cynical people sitting like this, oh, aega, jaega, kya bhaj, what that? just clocking in and clocking out, <laughs> bored, jaded. You know, they're not going to, they know they're going to get their promotion or not, or you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's not a driven, exciting um, atmosphere. How do you change it? I think he made a case about not uh, promoting from within, but getting people from outside. And I think that that can apply, that, I mean, that this whole job security culture yeah. that the government institutions have, I think that's that's quite detrimental to just general motivation among... Mm. No, but also I think even in private organizations, I've, my experience has been is that people don't care, okay, you find me, I'll find something else. It's not so 
Uh, but, but I think there's always a small major, uh, minority that is more passion driven. Most people are more, you know, they are cogs in the wheel. Uh, sorry, we are almost out of time. Manisha, you want to share anything that was outstanding yeah, or terrible? Yeah, I think um, good piece in the caravan by Sandeep Bhushan, reluctant fundamentalist. He's talking about primetime television and how it's uh, manufacturing the Muslim identity. It's a good read, hmm. good critique. I don't know. <coughs> Actually, I watched a brilliant movie on journalism hmm. called Spotlight. Oh, yes, hmm. I want to see it too. So, okay, what's it about uh, and why is it great? It's great because uh, Spotlight is essentially uh, about, um, it's, it's, it's a team in the Boston Globe. Uh, in 2001, they uncovered uh, a huge scandal uh, about uh, uh, a priest you know, molesting more than 80 uh, young boys, you know. Mm. And it was huge, it rocked America. And I think it's a great movie to watch as a journalist. And it was two hours of pure inspiration. And how the story, how they attempt to suppress it. How they, yeah, the church tried to kill, uh, kill it. And, but there's this new editor again who comes in and who's, you know, who's, who knows what he wants. And uh, I mean, and uh, there are clashes between reporters and editors, but you know, the editor keeps saying, you know, you know we got to hurt the system. Individual cases don't matter here. You know, the story is the system, how it's, uh, you know, institutionalized in the church. I think it was a great movie, and I think anyone who cares about journalism should watch it. Okay. Another, another yeah, yeah. movie about journalism is Truth, which is based mm -hmm. on the true story of Dan Rather mm -hmm. and how uh, he lost his career completely mm -hmm. because he ran on his story, on, on his program, a document which turned out to be uh, turned out to be f uh, forged, so he right. he was fired, and that was the end of Dan Rather. Okay, uh, I want to share three pieces: two that were amazing, and one which was so bad that it was amazing. Uh, the good ones were um, Radio Lab had a year ender where they replayed some of their most uh, listened to podcasts, and there was one that I hadn't heard in the past. It was about American football and the history of American football from the 1800s to now. Snow. And it was, no Madhu, it was amazing. <coughs> because how American football rules were evolved basically because there was a college called Carlisle College, uh, which was basically a college for Native Americans, you know, because when the white man took over, that the Native Americans were these savages. So a college was set up which would just cater to Native Americans and, you know, get them educated and at par with, with white Americans. And they became really good at American football, which traditionally it was just the white, the Harvards and the Yales that were really good at. And these guys became so good that they started beating these Ivy Leagues and they were like nobody, nothings, Native Americans. And at each stage, the rules of American football have basically been evolved and tweaked so that those guys couldn't win. Because those guys would find a loophole. They would find a loophole that size didn't matter, so they would find a way to win. Then the next season, they would make a rule so that you couldn't do that. Then would find another loophole to win. Amazing, amazing story. And the second sounds was like the Indian government. A documentary, not at all. Please, uh, the second was Mad Dog. Inside Listen, the on world censorship, of they always make new rules where you can't win. Acha, like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was a great metaphor also for how the Ivy League tries to dominate, you know, their club culture um, and, and keep out anyone who wants to like achieve excellence. Mm -hmm. uh, the second was Mad Dog inside the world of Gaddafi. It was on the BBC. Part 1 came last week and part 2 is coming next week, but I went online, part 2 is already there, so I saw it. It's amazing, I thought it was, just the title makes you look at Gaddafi a certain way, but it's a fascinating film. It is just, uh, it's amazing uh, that you get an insight into a man like that and no matter how much you hate a person, you realize that to get that kind of success, you have to have something in you. You, you can't just be an evil idiot. You have to be really smart or really welded or really hardworking. You have to be one of those things to, you know, get there. And or then Kim what Jong you do with it. Sorry? Or Kim Jong-un. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I haven't actually, I have seen nothing but Kim Jong-un, actually. Vice. 
Uh, no, yeah, I haven't right. seen that one. And the terrible piece was a piece on Daily O by Mina's Merchant. I just by chance happened to. He's written a whole piece saying that the world is turning right, and he's named three four countries that have. I was like, dude. I mean, that's perfect example of how you premise, how you have a premise that has nothing to do with reality, and you write like eight hundred or thousand words, which are like nothing to do with anything. Well, he's a right. He's a right leaning commentator. No, there are a lot of very sense. smart right leaning yeah. commentators. Uh, Juggy is a right leaning commentator, and you know, the, when I read that, I was like, huh. मतलब भाई ये तो किसी बच्चे ने ऐसे लिख दिया चलो जी क्या है आज 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 स्काई है आज स्काई का कलर है ग्रीन चलो हम वी विल राइट एन एस ऑन द ग्रीन स्काई इट वाज जस्ट रिडिकुलस एनीवे सो दैट्स इट एनीथिंग एल्स एनीवन वांट्स टू शेयर can i share one thing yes. um just in the context of the news that al jazeera america is closing its cable yeah. news channel mm. um uh, the, the ceo actually mentioned that they they're sort of uh, they're trying to create a bigger push on the digital side and uh, i just wanted to make an honorable mention to their to al jazeera's interactive website they have a feature on there called palestine remix which is uh, which is a very creative way to really bring attention and freshness to a, this long standing issue of Israel Palestine so what they basically have done is they've given you a database of all the documentaries they've done on Palestine and you can basically create a remix by by picking out scene scenes of a particular theme of your choice um from each of those documentaries and sort of remixing it and then sharing it on social media cool so it's a very cool very interactive way of so they've had over 4000 some remixes that have been shared on social media through that through that feature already and i think that's a i think it's it's sort of why al jazeera is sort of on the cutting edge of digital journalism because they're just they do things like this yeah so, they're terrific yeah. except uh, no indian should go on their kashmir stories they're very <laughs> annoying and cannot agree with them but on one on talking about al jazeera during the paris attacks they were underplaying them so much and not covering them and there was such a powerful feedback that why are you ignoring the story and and uh, they were forced to then cover it like like everybody else was mm -hmm. all right uh, sorry so that's hafta number 50 uh, thank you all our subscribers for supporting us for so long you make sure we stay afloat uh, as more of you get involved with this journalistic venture of ours news laundry i'm sure we'll go from strength to strength amol thank you so much for your time thank you amol thank you and being a part thank of this hafta thank you for your subscription thank you garima thank you for believing in when the public pays the public is served uh, so yeah thanks amol thank you garima thank for, you for coming here me. and for subscribing and you know so much you sound so smart maybe news laundry <laughs> can pay you back and You can and hire you. <laughs> and 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 uh, would you like to work with News Laundry? Since you're such a smart business journalist, I don't know how business journalists, but we'll discuss that after this. Uh, and uh, thank you, the rest of you. Uh, keep following us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on iPay to keep news free. Leave comments uh, and also check out other podcast Global Summits. Where are we going? Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabi nahi chhodte. This was our golden jubilee. and we'll see you again in episode 51 goodbye everybody bye bye catch all new episodes of nl hafta on newsdonry.com and follow us on twitter and facebook